0: We're gonna experiment, we're gonna A-B test, we're gonna try some different things. It's more like doing live research where we're like actually shipping different versions of things and getting the live feedback, which in a way I think you could still consider research, but it's just kind of a different approach to how you get that feedback and how you validate different ideas or directions.
1: Welcome to Design Life. This is a show about design and side projects
0: for motivated creators. I am one of your hosts, Charlie. I'm your other host, Femcare. And in this episode, we're gonna talk about user research today. A hot topic, something I get asked about frequently, especially on my Instagram. And we actually got a question from a listener and I'm gonna read it out. They asked, "'Hey, Design Life, I feel weird not getting to do more of the research in my projects, meaning I often don't understand the whole context. I've been pushing for design to be more involved early on with research, but I'm struggling with knowing how to design something without having any research to base it on. How do you incorporate the little research that others may have done and how do you do your best in this situation? I love this question. I think it's great. I'm excited to talk about research. Before we get into it, a quick catch up. How are you going? How was your week? What's going on? One question: Do you think that we have, um, like, subconsciously stopped saying check in and said saying up instead because yeah. people thought we were saying chicken? Although every time I say catch-up, I wonder if people think I'm saying ketchup, like the oh, tomato we sauce. We can't win. Yep. Yeah, so Great point. it's just yeah. all, we lose either way. <laughs>
1: yeah, good old Kiwi accent. Yeah, I feel like I've been really busy, but I also don't know if I could tell you what I've been busy with. Inside marketing design is trucking along. I felt like I was organizing things super early and yeah. you know recording before we were launching but now we're in a stage where like I don't know I feel behind with it I finally have all the interviews scheduled for the season though so that Woohoo. is good um, so you've been yeah.
0: like like doing the episodes like recording and releasing them as you go you didn't sort of pre-record all up front and then like, I wanted to it?
1: pre-record all of them mm. but it did not turn out that I way see, and I, I didn't want to I didn't want to hold off on the launch because I basically didn't want the episodes to be coming out over like the Christmas period right. as it is I think the latest episode is going to go up on like the second week of december or something like that will okay. be the last episode of the season so we are pretty late already um and yeah i just i was like i gotta start launching yeah <laughs> so yeah that totally yep, makes sense. that's how it's been going but um
0: yeah i guess it's been taking up most of my time how about you yeah i'm doing good i have a new channel sponsor for my youtube channel which is very exciting Ooh, hoo, hoo hoo yes so super peer have agreed to sponsor my channel Great choice, Superpeer. Yep, great fit. Great choice, Superpeer, but also a great choice <laughs> for me, I think, because I've been using Superpeer, I feel like, since day one, and I'm really close to the team there. Like, the the founder and I had a chat the other day, and they're, you know, stoked to be able to support me, and I'm excited to work with them. So I'm excited about that, because this basically means I can take a step back from doing more, like, sponsored content, now that I have someone that's, like, supporting the channel. Uh, So I can focus more on the content I want to create rather than like trying to create content with clients. So I'm excited about that and I'm looking forward to it. Nice, congrats, that's awesome.
1: Your channel has been going, like just growing so much this year. It's super fun to see.
0: Thanks, yeah, it is crazy. Uh, I'm also getting ready to like launch a physical product, but like it's not as amazing or as exciting as it sounds. I earlier in the year I think I talked about it on the show where a colleague of mine Angie and I did a workshop on kickstarting your design career and it was like a live workshop that we did and because of COVID it was all over zoom and so we had this workbook and it was we had actually created and printed the workbook pre COVID to do physically at a conference, but that never happened. So now I have like 50 of these workbooks sitting around and we thought, Hey, let's like sell them and sort of do like a recording of the workshop and sort of send that to a company, the physical workbook. Yeah. So I'm getting ready. It's probably going to be up by the time this episode is out, uh, but I'm getting ready to put those up online and I'm excited to just do something without overthinking about it too much. Like Yeah, just get something out there, see what happens, and not sort of overthink the process of trying to sell a product.
1: Yeah, I love it. That's exciting. So everyone stay tuned. Check the link in the description. Yeah, it's exciting, exciting.
0: Um, Let's talk about research. Are you ready?
1: Yeah. Well, research, or I guess like lack of research,
0: right? Which is what I like about
1: this question. Um, Because we have, I mean, we searched before and you found that we did an episode about user research back in like 2018. Yeah. I mean, going to be honest, don't remember what we said in that. That was a long (laughs) time ago. But I'm sure that we focused on like how to do the research and Mm -hmm. like ways we've done research before. Whereas in this episode, we're going to talk really about how we design without research or like how we cope when there isn't a possibility or when there's limited research to to go around. Um, I'm going to bet, Fem, that research plays a much bigger part in your design process than it does mine, just by nature of
0: product design
1: and yeah. how that generally works.
0: Yeah, I mean, in the companies I've worked at so far to date, like our design team has dedicated user researchers like Mm -hmm. working Mm -hmm. full-time on research as part of the design team now that's not to say that I get research support for every project like we don't have a one-to-one ratio of like designer researcher so researchers have to support multiple designers and multiple projects and depending on the priorities depending on their workload like I have been in situations where I haven't been able to get research support for my projects okay so in those cases do you get a brief or some sort of like
1: a or a, a problem statement. Yeah. And you know that that's what you're working on, but you don't have the opportunity to go and do research to like, yeah, try and un- uncover potential solutions through that.
0: Yeah, basically, so what I do instead in these situations is first I try to see and look around internally if there's any past or historical research that's been done for maybe a different project that could be relevant to the project that I'm working on. Uh, You know, sometimes that research might be a little bit old. So I I, I always take it with a grain of salt because it's not like the exact contextual research for the project I'm working on. Uh, But sometimes it is helpful. I might find some, you know, nuggets or snippets from something been done prior or something kind of tangentially related. And then another thing I might do is look into the data. Like if we have any metrics or like tables about sort of how this product or this feature area I'm working on has been performing in the past or like what's the current state of this right now so that's another thing that I try to dig into and look into to get a sense of like okay well how is it performing today or what do we know today about our like customers from like a data perspective and what can I learn from that
1: yeah I like that okay interesting and I would say that in these cases the research that you're getting you know finding from other places is kind of directional right rather than oh yeah you're not taking it as as gospel yeah Um, yeah you're like well this seems to be the direction I should move my ideas in
0: yeah it's not like I'm taking that as like oh this is a Um, clear necessary yeah yeah it's it's not like I'm getting validation on my decisions, Mm. right? It's, (laughs) it's more providing me with that direction. And like, it's like a gut check rather Mm -hmm. than, you know, I'm going to get, of course, very different feedback. If I were to show a prototype to somebody and get that verbatim sort of user feedback is always going to be different from this kind of more like foundational directional research, I guess.
1: Yeah. And how does it feel like the difference for you in doing a project where you, have research versus a project where you don't?
0: Yeah, I mean, of course, I would love to have research support for every project, obviously, but that's just not the case. Sometimes I will take it upon myself to do the research myself if I can. I've done that before where I've then gone ahead and like created a research plan, tried to, you know, recruit customers to do interviews with, and a researcher on the team might help just to like check my work and kind of review it before I like go and actually do the research. Uh, So that has been really, really helpful and something that I try to do to like fill the gap. Also, I think it's interesting sometimes in these cases where I don't have access to research or we don't do any user research, sometimes those projects are more experiment based. So it doesn't necessarily require I say that word like loosely because it's always great to have research, but like doesn't require as much research because the whole sort of hypothesis of the project is we're gonna experiment, we're gonna A-B test, we're gonna try some different things. It's more like doing live research where we're like actually shipping different versions of things and getting the live feedback, which in a way I think you could still consider research, but it's just kind of a different approach to how you get that feedback and how you validate different ideas or directions. And I feel like what we've been mostly focusing on up up till now is user research
1: when we talk about research. And I do think that that's probably what our listener who wrote in was talking about as well. Yeah. But is there other types of research you do at the start of a project that, you know, is separate from user research? Whether it's like, I don't know, there's articles that get read or Uh looking uh at what competitors do, things like that. How much does that play into your process?
0: Yeah, that definitely plays a role. I almost always do some form of like competitor analysis where I look Mm -hmm. at- That's a good word for it. Yeah, I look at competitor products or like, you know, things that are similar in the market and I take hundreds of screenshots and I put them (laughs) into like a presentation and talk about pros and cons or like some interesting observations and learnings from those. So that's definitely something I think- designers can do without the support of like a researcher another thing that comes to mind for me is a couple of years ago I worked on a project that was about providing loans to people and I at the time knew nothing about loans or like lending this was specifically like micro loans in the U.S. market and I knew nothing about that I, I didn't know who the lenders were in the US or how this sort of industry works in the United States so I remember going online and just like googling and like trying to do my own quote-unquote desk research I kind of call it where I just google the thing try to learn about that industry like learn some interesting things about the market and like you know interesting stats and data around it uh, so I've definitely done some of that as well when I'm working on a project where I'm not maybe super familiar with the, the context or like the market or the users and who it's for so yeah I do think that there are things that as a designer you can sort of do on your own without having like necessary user research skills
1: yeah exactly that and that honestly is the the main type of research that I do in my role I have never I'm I don't think done <laughs> research before shipping something mm-hmm, like user research mm-hmm, mm-hmm. whenever I'm on a like a user testing call I am getting to look at a, an existing page on our site and like navigate the existing page and right. it's to inform the ch- like what what should we even work on next like oh, what I needs see. changing you know um so obviously it doesn't form future projects but it's not like I'm like okay it's time to design a home page let me go and do some research first right and I think this kind of fits in with my overall approach to research is more about, it's less on a project basis and it's more like it's just always ongoing. Like I'm always doing some sort of research. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And I think this is something that Austin Cleon describes in Steel Like an Artist, which is a book that I reference way too often. Our listeners are probably very sick of hearing it. But, but he talks about the fact that if you do this like research or inspiration gathering right at the start of a project in particular you're more likely to end up copying it accidentally because it's like directly fueling uh, you know as you're looking at it you're thinking about what you have to do and you know unintentionally you're going to end up doing something very similar so instead it's better to be like doing ongoing research and constantly fueling your inspiration yeah. bank and seeing what other people are up to um so I do that for our target audience in particular like I'm always trying to learn more about the creator industry and like always interested in learning more about web design in general and what makes for high converting websites but i don't like research is not the first stage of my design process when i sit down to design it actually comes in second i would say cuz what i like to do is get my own ideas out first before I go look at what other people mm, are doing and look at the research, I'm like, what does my gut say? What ideas do I have to tackle this problem You know that I need to solve, which for me is always designing a web page. And once I feel like I've sort of, my ideas are tapering off, then I go look at what, what competitors are doing and what other people are doing in the market. And that might, I might be able to combine some of those with what I already have. But because I'm not starting with it, I'm not accidentally copying it, if that makes sense. Yeah,
0: I like that approach. It's like, first, you're going to let your own ideas formulate without being influenced by other things. Uh, I also really like how you talked about how research can influence like what you do next in terms of like projects or roadmap or like direction to go I think that's really really like validating and I wonder Well, you already said this is something you kind of do ongoing right it's not like oh every quarter like let's do research to find out what we're going to work on for the next quarter like is it structured in that way or it's more like oh we're just going to kind of regularly do this and see what comes out of it to be honest, it's been a while since I
1: last did a user research call. I feel like I just have not prioritized that. It's okay, um, you're a creative director now, so... <laughs> exactly, exactly. <laughs> but I mean, maybe I even should more be prioritizing that, you know, making sure it's happening at least. But ideally, I actually would like it to be a quarterly thing for us just like constantly keeping up with what's the flow of people on our site um, for it to inform the next, you know, stage of what we work on. I think that would be ideal. But I also think that, um, you know, going back to our listener who asked, like, what do I do when we, when I don't have research? I haven't had user research specifically, really, for um, most of this year and the projects that I've worked on, and things are going, going just fine. Um, like you said, obviously it would be ideal to have had that, and yeah. I think it always makes our design better. But I don't know. What do you, do you think? There's a point where research becomes a distraction rather than an aid.
0: I don't know if I would use the word distraction, but I do feel like there's a point where you could maybe over research something. And so like, I feel like the research I've been part of is always kind of intentionally capped or like, you know, there's like a boundary around the research. We're not just gonna keep researching until we hear the answer we want to hear enough times. You know what I mean? Like, it's like, oh no, we're gonna research with this many participants and it's this many because then we'll know we'll get like stats results uh will ask these exact same questions so there is no like different bias between them etc etc so trying to like yeah not bias or influence the results and I feel like if you start to do that uh then the research can be less valuable over time mm. if that makes sense yeah definitely that does make sense I also think that
1: I mean, in your situation, you've had researchers on the team whose job is to do the research. Yes. So You're like, that's fair for them to spend all their time on it. Yes. But as designers, obviously, research for us is a means to an end. Right. You know? We need to make sure that our main focus is still on designing the thing that we need to be designing. Um, I definitely think it's a an issue maybe more with, with junior designers who maybe don't have confidence yet or a mm-hmm. feeling of imposter syndrome or something to lean too heavily on research. Um, Usually it's more of like the article reading, inspiration gathering type of research when I say this. But that, um, I don't know, maybe they don't trust their own ideas yet and they don't trust their own like design gut. Um, And so they wanna be looking at what everyone else is doing and base their decisions off that Mm -hmm. rather than just like, I don't know, I guess using the inspiration bank and, and coming up with their own ideas. I've seen designers for sure, like
0: spend a lot of time in, in that phase of a project yeah. and maybe like too much time in that phase of a project. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I I think it's tricky because like, yeah, research, you, especially when you're a junior, I think like you don't have the confidence to make your own decisions as much. Right. And so like research is kind of one of those things you can easily rely on. But I, I hear you and I agree that it could get to a point where like, okay, well, now you need to make a decision now at this point. Like you've done the research, like what is your decision? How do you want to move forward? What's the rationale behind that? Because yeah, I think you can easily get down a hole of trying to like find the perfect answer amongst all of that research, right? Yeah. And like, it's funny you mentioned finding the
1: perfect answer there because I think it is kind of like perfectionism.
0: Yeah. Where of course we want our work to be high
1: quality but we'll reach a point where we're obsessing over these like tiny details uh-huh, and it's delaying uh-huh. the shipping date. Like, you know, yeah. at, at that point it's like good is, is better than, no, wait, done is better than perfect. Yeah. That's the, <laughs> that's good the phrase. Good is better than yeah. done? Good is
0: better than done? Oh, I don't know about that. Yeah. <laughs> ideally, what you get done is good also. <laughs> yes, ideally you do have both. Uh, yeah. How do you feel about, so I recently got asked this question about like, is it possible to Create a good design without research. What do you think about that?
1: I think um, if we're, I'm going to get like into semantics, if Let's we're talking about like conducting user research at the start of a project, like do we need to do that in order to have good design? I would say the answer is no. Yeah, but I think some level of research is always needed because you're never going to have the perfect brief that gives you all of the all of the information mm-hmm, that you need mm-hmm, to know. Mm-hmm. At, at a minimum, you need to like be trying to think about your target audience right of like who's the person using this website or this product whatever it is that you're designing um, and getting some context around that that you probably haven't been given in the brief Um, but that's why I think like the ongoing style of research is better than doing it on a per project basis because I guess overall my answer is no you can't (laughs) do a good design without some form of research (laughs) what do you think what was your answer to this question when someone asked you?
0: Yeah, so I also maybe got into the semantics, but mine was a different <laughs> approach where I was like, well, what are we talking about when we mean good design? Like, do you just mean- Oh, okay, mean- you you got semantics <laughs> on the other side of it, yeah. Yeah, i like, do we just mean something that looks good? Because if so, then sure, you don't need research to make a pretty screen or a pretty website, right? Um, but if we're talking about good design in the context of like, you know, Dieter Rams's 10 principles, like it solves a problem and it's like, functional easy to use etc like it helps you reach success etc then like you know maybe you can hit some of those but not all of them without research Um, so yeah I think I gave a like non-answer when I answered this question more from the perspective of like well if you want to create a good successful product then yes I do think that there needs to be some research done so you know the problem you're solving and you know how to solve it. So yes, maybe we, we both uh, took the semantic approach to this question. Yeah,
1: <laughs> yeah. And also, like, I, I don't believe the first option you described where it's like, yeah, it just looks pretty. I don't think that's good design. No. I just wanted to say well, that. Well, okay, yeah. <laughs>
0: well, it's like, what's your definition of good design, right? Like yeah, so I agree with you is what I'm saying there. Yeah, yeah. Totally. How do
1: we answer this listener's question, though, in the situation that they're in where they feel like, it, it seems to me I get the sense that they, they just feel like they don't have enough insights into like the audience or the product or whatever that it is that they're designing and that maybe that's causing them to question their own decisions or like making it hard
0: for them to question their own decisions. Yeah, What would you recommend that they do? I mean, I would recommend that they try to start introducing, you know, sprinkles of research in their process. Um, that in itself might be difficult, right? Like they might not get the support or the buy-in to, start introducing research. And I think if you try to approach it from like a, oh, like now I wanna run like 10 usability tests, like, you know, you might get a bit of pushback on that because that's a lot of time, that's a lot of resources. So hence my my suggestion on like seeing if you can start sprinkling things throughout. Um, Maybe it's, you start doing things like a competitor analysis. You start doing things like reading some blogs, articles, consolidating what your learnings are from that. Uh, And along the way, you know, you're documenting this, you're you're writing down these learnings for yourself, you know, to, to make decisions, move forward in your process. But I think it's also super valuable to share those back with the team because then you're showing the value and the insights of what you're learning and your team will more value the research you're doing because they'll see like, oh, wow, through this competitor analysis, like you came up with all these insights and like recommendations and opportunities. And that's, that's amazing. Like now I can see how you made this design decision.
1: Mm-hmm. So I
0: think being transparent too and sharing everything back with your team helps to like uh, show, I guess, the value that research can have in your design process.
1: Yeah, and build more of a research culture in the company, right? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I think that it seems like from the question that they have a little bit, but they maybe don't feel like it's enough. Right. And so maybe I just want to encourage them to that they can go with their gut on things too. You know, you don't have to have had a user say specifically, right. this is how I would use this product <laughs> in order to like design it that way. Yeah. You can, you know, take whatever little stuff you have and use it as a spark, I would say. If, if it's only a tiny bit of research, you can't really use it as a Um, as gospel gosh why can't we think of a different word I don't know I'm sure everyone's yelling at their like phones or wherever they're listening to a podcast (laughs) right now being like that says that word but I can't think of it but yeah if it's if it's only small you can't treat it that way but you can use it as a spark for ideas you know totally and use it directionally knowing that um, well if we can't do the research before maybe we can do it after and we'll go with this idea and then we'll see how people Mm -hmm, do it mm -hmm. Um, and that can inform any changes that we make
0: yeah yeah and you will build this muscle over time, right? Like similar to what you were talking about earlier where we sometimes see junior designers get you know, a little over invested in this area. As you get throughout your career, you'll become more comfortable and confident making decisions. You might not feel the need to rely on research as much. Uh, I think also something that I've experienced is I've spent like years in the same like domain team at a company. Mm. Which means that like over time I'm working in the same space, the same problem area and like naturally over time I've built up a lot of understanding about that area, familiarity with our customers that like I could start to make quicker decisions. I didn't need to go and run a whole like end-to-end research thing every time because I understood the area that we were working in and the problem we were solving at a higher level so that also takes a bit of time uh so you know keep that in mind as well yeah i love that you called that out and like that's honestly one of the things i
1: love about working in-house versus yeah being a freelancer working with different clients or working in an agency is that i do have that deep knowledge that's why i can go ahead and design a homepage from my own gut obviously like i did use other Resources sure, sure, and sure, like, sure. research as well, <laughs> but like you know, I can I can very easily come up with you know multiple ideas for a page just based on my past experience, yeah. my past knowledge, without having to do new research, and that ca- does come with time. Totally, you've been doing that for five years there, yeah. Yep, exactly. And that's also why I guess we see people um, moving within the same industry to different companies, like maybe they specialize in healthcare or fintech or whatever, uh, because even though the product's different, there's a lot of the
0: knowledge around like how the industry works that you can transfer and apply as well. Exactly. Yeah. So give it time as you go throughout your career, like you will build that muscle and you will have more confidence to make those decisions.
1: Yeah. I wonder if we're going to get some, um, I don't know. I'm curious to hear what people's responses to this episode and how much research is a- like, is it a key part of your process? Is it an optional and nice to have? I don't know. I yeah. would love to hear about it. If you feel like sharing your thoughts on research, we are at Design Life
0: FM on Twitter. Let us know what you think. And if you are a user researcher listening to this episode, we love you and we appreciate you, appreciate <laughs> we- you. <laughs> and We love having you as a resource for research. So thanks to all the researchers out there to help us make better decisions. Yeah, for sure. Well Fem, where can people go to hear more episodes of the show? You can go to designlife.fm. You can find us also on your favourite podcasting app. Just search for the show. We should be there. We will be back next week with a new episode.
1: Yes, it's good to be back. Thank you for all of the like support and I don't
0: know excitement.
1: Yeah, we're back from our long <laughs> nice. summer break. We'll stop talking about the summer break now, but yeah, just wanted it's to say I like, appreciate it. It's like <laughs> it's winter now. solidly winter. <laughs> yeah. All right, all we'll right. See you next week. Talk to you then. Bye. Bye.